safe side. Stick out the mandolin and the <laughs> voice. The whole thing, really. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artists and comic enthusiasts, J.R. Gonzalez. Sup, how's it going? It's going good, man. It's going good. Had a good That's week, good. busy week, uh, good weekend. How about you? Life's good. Good stuff going on. Made some extra cash here and there. Read some really good stuff this weekend. I've been watching a lot of 80s like B action films like American Ninja 1, 2, and 3, Highlander. Getting that Cobra Kai influence. Getting that. Uh, no, not Cobra Kai. I haven't watched the third season, but um, I've always loved American Ninja, so I just watched the third one for the first time today. So. I don't know what American Ninja is. Bro, look it up. Oh, Michael Dudikoff, 1986 or whatever. I don't know. There's a whole other side of you that I just adore and don't, and it's so that, mysterious that, that, to me. That sounds like a like culty. It's like definitely classic-y. It definitely is. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. If anybody's interested, maybe I'll throw some like trailer clips on the Instagram feed to get people, you know, a little educated. Action movies, yeah. B. You gotta put them on, bro. B movies. So people I'll don't throw. Know. I'll have to do it. Um, I put on the uh, I put on Coming to America, and I was surprised how many people did not know what Coming to America was with Eddie Murphy. Um, well, they do now. Of, they Second do now. I coming. love that movie. Yeah. Uh, so excited, but yeah, that's I have pretty to admit, much. I've never seen Coming to America, dude. You gotta watch it. It's one of the funniest movies ever. Just it's great. <laughs> I've heard amazing things. I also know that a new Coming to America is on its way next Eddie Friday. Murphy. Next yeah, Friday. Next so. So, oh shoot! I got a week to watch it. The clock is ticking, and that is our yeah. third host, uh, published author, great friend, and Brooklyn Dodger supporting Zach Barlow. How you living, kid? I'm good, man. How are you? I made a brisket this weekend, mm. bro. Which is, uh, that's a saw that's the a, pictures. Dude, honestly, let me tell the listeners: making this is like my fifth brisket I've made in my life. I'm I'm low key like becoming a master chef i, I don't want to like toot my own horn it's like, so not low key anymore when you talk about like, it go off, episode. you know i'm not oh trying my to like, God. say this to the masses but i'm kind of a big deal when it comes to making food but um briskets are just um they're tough dude they're like uh, among the most time consuming mm-hmm. and um energy kind of driven things you can you can smoke um, it's like 20 hours of like constant care and love to make a good one. And if you do it right, it turns out like fantastic. It's unlike anything you've ever had before. Like you can't recreate it at a restaurant or a barbecue joint. It's just a special moment. If you don't do it right, like this time that I did it, it's just, it's just mm. not that great. Mm. So I made a, I mean, Hey, you know what? You have 20 at bats. You're not going to hit grand slams every single time. You know, you might only hit like 19. That's you know true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. So it, this brisket just didn't get the, the, the tender love and care it needed. And it came out a little dry and, you know, the rub. I didn't love the rub. So, you know, hey, the man so, in the arena. You know what I mean? I feel like you uh, you do tech. You- you talk a high a high game for yourself when it comes to the smoking realm, um, but there's also like quickly followed after that is an excuse as to why your meat was too dry, <laughs> like almost every time it seems like. So not every time, no way. But this time, <laughs> because you know what, I'm so confident in my ability to like blow your mind that like if I goof, 
I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say, hey, man, this one was a goof. I feel but like when you, you but when you goof every time, is it a goof or is it just the standard at that point? Is that just no? It's a, it's still a goof. <laughs> okay, good. To it's hear. the whole. It's the smoker's goofy. The weather, the humidity in the air. Uh, your knee was bothering me. My alarm clock didn't go off. Dude, when your knee's bothering you, what, what's, a cook, what's a grill that you know, men do? Venus, Venus and Mars were an astro grade. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, start with alive. that. Alignment. If you would have started my, with that, I would have totally... My no aphrodite crystals weren't quite charged from the moon the night well, that's before. that's step one of the griller and guide. Charge your crystals. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what happened this weekend. My brisket got a little goofed. Uh, other than that. Right on. Nothing much more to report. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for report. listening, America. <laughs> We're done. I was so gonna dive into your into the world and the life of us every once in a while. And this weekend, I was uh, I was excited because all my Amazon orders were scheduled to arrive, so I could build my little podcast zone. And they all did arrive, besides the desk that arrived. It's supposed to be a floating desk. I was gonna put in my wall. And one of the brackets was shorter than the other one, so I couldn't even fucking install it. Like they sent me a bum bracket. Oh, so no. I had to send that back, and <clears> like I was just really frustrated because I want to show off all the goods. Um, but since I wasn't able to do that, actually, just one second, I forgot I have to get my my beer for the episode. God damn it! <laughs> He's been waiting to do that. Oh for so, so it's a setup <laughs> for it. Wow! <laughs> you've been you've oh, been just chair? waiting. Look at that Marvel Spider-Man chair, this bro. Chair right here. Yeah. Oh, gross. That one did arrive, so <laughs> I forgot to mention that. But, uh, That's pretty rad. That's I dig dope. it. I'm not going to lie. You know, I dig it's, it. It's my ultimate Spider-Man gamer chair. Love it. And, it, looks, uh, it looks, like, really uncomfortable, like like you kind of regret purchasing it. No, because this the lumbar things, like, these are removable. I can just take these off. And the little headrest ah. here it comes off, too. Oh, look so. at it. Is it's it nice, even... though? Do you like it? Oh, yeah. It's all leather. It's fucking nice, dude. Can you get your money back for that bad design? Um, what bad design? I don't understand. I like that design. I'm sorry, like but I saw. Chair. Can you get your money back for like the goofy design and like get like a cool? That's one? not goofy at all. It's got the well, eye reflectors in there anywhere. It was, a, it was got... exactly the design I wanted. Look at the eye reflectors. You can't even look from the Spider-Man mask. It look. <laughs> it's right on the right underneath the uh, the uh-huh. headrest. The headrest. Yeah. <laughs> look at the Spider-Man reflectors. <laughs> uh, I dig it. Oh, yeah. it. oh, those are holes. Yeah. Those are yeah. Oh, they're holes. Nice. Oh, those. Okay, that's tight. I like that's that. Yeah. Tight. Yes, son. And it was well overpriced, so let's not talk about that. And let's move on <laughs> to the episode. I love where it. We're talking WandaVision, episode eight, and we are very excited to have another Silver City beer on tap. We are drinking Strange Love, the historically talked about, often discussed, tragically lost by Zach's freezer. Strange Love Beer from Silver City. So, without further ado, let's go to that beverage break. Should we um, discuss the whole story from three years ago and how we didn't get notified until the very last moment that the beer was destroyed? And when you say I don't think so. When you say very last moment, you mean we, we were already there, ready, ready to drink the beer, recording the episode. I literally brought my cold mug to, to be thing. have the beer poured mm-hmm. into, and he's like, "I got something to tell you guys," and it was like, 
It's like his cat died, but he wanted to wait to the last minute, and it's like, hey, so I left him in the. F <laughs> Wasn't like the cat died. It's like he killed That's your cat. That's true. Or he, oh, he like... ran it over. It's like he ran it over and didn't want to tell anybody. You know what's funny? And then didn't tell too? you for like a, a week. I went and got like different yes. beers. Like like you guys <laughs> like wouldn't we notice wouldn't or something notice. if I got like completely different beers. <laughs> I just like gave you guys random beers I got from the grocery <laughs> store. Like it's totally fine. Just, that's one of those yeah, stories. Yeah, trying to slip that one past us. Not today. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, fine. Don't worry about it. it's one of those stories that no matter how long we do you know for 10 15 20 years that will always be at the top with our crashes oh, uh bachelor parties and, and um just all the other things that we have done so far in the last three years yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, a little trip, a little fun stroll down memory lane. It always is at Zach's expense. <laughs> it's true. Um, but the the reason that we love uh, Strange Love so much is that it's it's a seasonal beer that's kind of a um, historical one for Silver City. They br they drop it every February for Valentine's Day, and this year they actually dropped a limited bottle release Valentine's collection. Oh, which is crazy. Um, I know it's March now, but still, looking at this, it was four different Valentine's f flavored beers. So you had. Uh, Time Goddess, Strange Love, Me Amore, and French Kiss. And with that, you got a box of chocolate truffles made from those beers as well. So they, they paired up wow. with a chocolate company called Chocmo. I like that. And they made chocolates out of nice. the beer. Yeah. It's just so innovative. They're fucking always crushing it. Um, mm -hmm. But Strange Love in particular, an exercise in extreme decadence, Strange Love is an imperial porter that's been aged in a Westland whiskey barrel with cold-pressed coffee by Cafe Cochina Coffee Roasters and handcrafted dark chocolate syrup by local chocolatier Chocmo. Strange, love, both. Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> motherfucker. And it's 8%. Didn't have motherfucker in there, but I feel like it was just necessary. So, pinky out. Mm -hmm. I'm jealous. Oh god. This beer's so good. It's so good as I, I remember. I'm being blown away by this beer. Oh my god. It's been like years since I've had it. It's like a light smoky chocolatey coffee mm -hmm. syrup. I think the last time I had it mm. was literally the day that we picked that up in Bremerton and we had it in in the tasters or whatever and uh, I think we all decided on that yeah. one. Yeah. And I remember all three of us were like blown away by it where we were yeah. like, "Oh, we got to get we got to get a bunch of bottles of this and bring it home. It's so wild because it's it's so velvety and like flavorful, but it's so light and carbonated at the same time. Like usually these porters are so thick, mm -hmm. and this is an imperial porter, but it's so light and carbonated. It's like when you have like a those pop chips or something that's really like fluffy mm -hmm. on the inside, but it looks like it's got a lot of meat to it. And you bite into it, and it's just like explodes and it's just air. Like that's mm -hmm. what it's just so fucking. Incredible, and Zach. Eight percent too is pretty. Uh, that's a that's pretty hefty for it to like have a light uh, kind of like profile. Yeah, exactly. That's even more impressive. It's like you're biting into a honeycomb, like the texture, but it's phenomenal. And I will say, Zach, I got two of these, so I got one for you in my fridge, and it's not in my freezer. <laughs> so you will be able to once again oh, really? taste the beer. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, let's go. You redeem yourself. <laughs> I got you. Thank you. All right. So that is our beverage breakdown. Thank you, Silver City. Shout out to Jess, the tap master over there, our girl. 
our main squeeze. Um, and you guys are doing great work over there at Silver City. Always, always are. So you guys are doing the Lord's work. Jr. is our sixty-second synopsis <laughs> victim today. Uh, right. Zach, you got your stopwatch ready? He never yeah. does. Let's see if you can beat Jordan from last week. He like, um, only doubled the time allotted. It's like two and a half minutes or so. something. But, yeah, but it was two episodes. episodes. I would say it's two episodes, so you got to divide that in two. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll try. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. All right, the show previously on is called with uh, the episode. It starts off with Agatha back in the 18 or 1690s where she's being accused of dark magic and she's tied up to a stake and where she is basically burned by other magic but after she drains their life forces she turns into something different jump to the present time where she is controlling uh wanda down in the i guess you can call her cave or her sanctuary um which is bound together by her symbols and basically takes wanda back through her life from the beginning to uh i guess after the big blip wanda also uh it shows wanda visiting sword and her heartbreak when she sees vision torn into pieces because they wanted to break him up for his expensive billion dollar vibranium ah time's rolling out um and she wanted to bury him taking him back to the place that she and vision wanted to be at and from there she just has a fit of grief and turns the west Field, if I got that right, into the vision that she and Vision had together and sent her hex magic across the entire town, concluding with a legendary form of magic called Chaos Magic. And Agatha calls her the Scarlet Witch. Is that for the first time in the whole series? Um, first time in the MCU. Series. Mm-hmm. And we get to see the all white for the first time Vision. The end. Ooh. I got chills. I got you at one minute. That's hard. There's a lot in there that I missed. You know what's funny? This is the second week in a row where this has happened. All I do is I shake the camera or the, the watch in the camera. Yeah, dude. And it seems to just send panic to you guys as soon as I start to shake it. That happened last week, too, when I start to shake it. I got it. so fucking nervous. Jordan, I got rattled. Like, ah, 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 dude, ah. dude, it's like... <laughs> I did it to JR, and he's like, oh, the time's oh, Do you remember those video games, the basketball games? I don't know if it was, like, back in the day, but when you're shooting free throws, and it's, like, games on the line, and you're on the road, like, the fucking screen and would shake your, while you're, your like... Your opponent will do this. Yeah, it's like, oh, you can... That still happens. Yeah, dude. You can still do that? Yeah, that's how I felt, man. I feel like I was at the free throw line, get fucking... Two seconds left, down by one, and my screen was shaking. So, that's hilarious. It's effective, effective. But yeah, so this was really a, a, a kind of a nothing moves forward in this episode. It was all catching us up to how we got to this point, and that's an interesting tactic to do right before the finale because we only have one episode left, and they caught us up, and now we're gonna see how it, how it climaxes. I guess. Um, I don't know. Quick roundtable, Zach. What were your thoughts on the episode? As I think that. Um... I thought it was an interesting episode. For me, I think it, like, answered some questions around Wanda as a character. Because there's been, like, a couple different ways that Wanda has um, come about her power. And we've talked about, like, Mephisto being involved. And there's some something that I'm going to talk about with this god named Cthun. Or Cthone. Cthone. Yep. Yep. Cthone. So that's one way, um, and then like uh, another way that she's gotten her powers in the history is through the uh, Infinity Stones, and so um, 
this kind of shows that she had some power before mm-hmm. and then she came in contact with the infinity stones and that may have changed things so it kind of just like set a precedence for what wanda were dealing with in the mcu like it was kind of just like all right guys this is the wanda this is the wanda that we are going to have moving forward and it kind of sets the the stage for things that are going to happen to her in the future um so i thought that was i thought that was like interesting uh to see um i love agatha like i fucking <laughs> love her like just a lot i don't know i think she's like great in this Fuck role yeah, she is. um she's a. Uh, She's just like a star to me in this, and so that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I thought it was I thought it was cool to go through her her past to see things like through her her eyes, and um, so yeah. I mean, I I wasn't like blown away, but I did it feel like know, a filler? I thought it was. Did it feel like a filler episode to you? Um, no, it didn't. No, I, to me, I felt like there was enough like. Like I guess I guess I went into this with like a lot of questions and I think that um this episode was there to answer a lot of those questions and so when I think of filler episodes I think about like anime episodes where like mm. you know Naruto's about to fight Sasuke but then in between that fight there's an episode where like Naruto can't find an open noodle joint and <laughs> like so every he'll other just anime. like run around town trying to find noodles because he's hungry. You always use Naruto as an example for filler episodes. (laughs) Because because that is the fucking golden standard. You get so frustrated about Naruto. The whole entire arc of Naruto could be one season. But it's like 23 seasons because they just stuff that shit full of garbage. But it and it's a good story, like but that it's anyway. So I so like in that case in that sense, I feel like a filler episode is like Oh, this was a good time. It's kind of funny, but at the end of the day, he's just looking for a noodle joint. Has literally, it did literally nothing for mm-hmm. me except just entertain me. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't put this episode in that category. I think that this episode, for me at least, it answered questions that I felt needed to be answered for us to move forward. And I think I, I got something from it, so I wouldn't call it a filler now. Okay, respect that. Yeah, I think that there was definitely a lot of information gathered in this episode that kind of taught you a little bit. There was some little cool things about it too. A lot of purple in the theme with. Uh, like even the Marvel logo to begin with was purple, um, very Agatha front focused and yeah, she's the baddest bitch. So give her her shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have some questions mm-hmm. that this made me kind of consider. So in the very opening scene when they're in Salem, there was the witch circle and they were trying to kill Agatha cause she was turning dark or whatever. And then she bounced back and killed them all. The, her mother was, I don't know if it was her birth mother or just the mother of the coven or whatever they called her that, um, she had a crown glowing above her head when she was really powering it on at the end there. And it kind of looked like the Scarlet Witch crown. And then when Wanda was flashing back to her memories at, with Hydra and she was touching the soul stone or whatever it was. And the Scarlet Witch kind of figure was coming towards her. So was that the same entity? From the Salem to the Soul Stone to into Wanda now, like is that was that the Scarlet Witch? Like, is it kind of like the Phoenix? Does it go from host to host, or is it like? Well, it's kind of hard. Am I just not making connections here? There is an actual. I guess there is a connection to it between the two. Um, one thing I've been learning about this is, and probably Zach did this as well, is the different types of magic that roams in the Marvel yep. universe. Mm-hmm. And um, there's obviously dark magic, chaos magic. There's um, 
there's like Doctor Strange. Sorcerer. Yeah, there's like Doctor Strange. And, um, uh, I have it written down. Um, ambient magic. Doctor Strange love. Yeah, and do- like Doctor Strange is his magic is like based off of like taking it from other like beings. You know, like a like a. I guess it that would be an ambient magic, but he would you know, it, the stronger that person is or that being, the stronger he was. His um dark magic is, I don't know. There's a there's a lot to it. I don't know if that like is something that's specific in the show or that something specific in the comic books i have a feeling it's specific in the show and not in the comics um but i heard that the mcu is actually color court the magic that that makes sense so dr strange's magic is orange the sorcerer magic is all orange and if you think about all the dr strange movies dr strange's abilities and his like sorcerer Mm -hmm. homie abilities was always the same color and uh the witch magic is blue which we saw in yes. the opening of this episode and then agatha's magic purple. is uh purple what do they call it dark, yep, magic. dark magic chaos magic dark dimension magic dark dimension magic, dark dimension magic. and then chaos magic is red. is red okay but before and chaos, isn't there a green in there i feel like probably i saw some green, no green magic yet um oh that was mysteria that was and, fake Never mind. yeah um, and I, there is a, uh, like, just to talk about a little bit with Chaos and kind of the difference what Wanda was using prior. She was using more like hex magic, which is something she developed because it's kind of like an amateur type of magic. And then the stronger she gets and the better she gets, she moves into chaos magic. And I, I know what Zach's going with his Beneath the Ink, so I'm going to leave that stuff for there. But um, I th- I think I do. Know? I think I do. I want to I wanna see. I don't want to. I feel like I haven't even talked to you about the I think you I, already, I mean you're 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 I, you're right cuz you're yeah. getting close to my So I, I want to leave that for there. But how did you know Well, this? I one thing I was very curious about this is how how old is some of this information? Like the one thing I've learned about WandaVision is a lot of their stuff they're gathering, they're not gathering from like the most recent comic book. They're ga- they're gathering from this like early Avengers from like the 60s. You know what I mean? Like the White Vision came in um avengers 50 what is that i had that written down uh the white vision came in avengers 57 that's 1968 i mean i i, I did nothing on the white vision so can you tell me about who that like what the fuck that's is like that? his, it's like, an emotionless emotionless that. memoryless vision yeah basically. he's just an android so he has no color to yes really? just that's weapon. why they did him plain and then you've got like the um what you were talking it's about like a Warhammer uh, character that hasn't been painted uh, yet. Uh, and I can't say his name. Gathone, and he was in actually the uh Mighty Thor Annual Number Ten, and that's from 1966. So that's why, like, when I'm I'm they're pulling from I'm taught like the early stuff. And when I first I said this one, I don't know three or four episodes ago to really know about this stuff and to really dig, you either got to spend a lot of time researching it or been alive to have read this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can ask me about Spider-Man the last 10 years. I know what Spider-Man is. You asked me about Hulk last 10 years. I know, but anything before then I'd have to do research and go back and read. And so that kind of sparked me to go back and do a lot more deeper research and read these stuff, read this stuff because it's deep. I mean, we're talking '60s with panels. If we've and we've read books from the '60s, and we've struggled with those books because they're yeah, they're sure. a little Black Panther. Black Panther was tough. You know, we've read you know Aquaman, and all those are are pretty tough from those that era to read if you're not, I guess, accustomed to it. So, I I I think 
the deeper I went into so, uh, this, did you answer one, my question? I don't know if you answered my question. The crumb, <laughs> I don't think there. I don't. I didn't see any correlation between unless it's just defined by their magic. And so, so I don't. What was that figure coming out of the stone? I, 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 so I, I can try to. I can try to give that a go. So I don't think there's a correlation between the witch and the Scarlet. The witch in the opening scene and the figure in the stone, based on the theory that MCU is color coding the magic types mm. and the witch's magic type is blue and the scarlet witch's magic type is red and if you go if you go back to that scene when the figure is coming out of the stone it is like a red like there's like white and then red border and she's like coming out of that and so i think the scarlet witch is kind of a figure of purely chaos magic okay and that wasn't what the original witch was using so that makes sense okay yeah. My next question, the creation of the the hex, it shows Wanda go through the creation and she basically makes vi- vision out of her, out of her magic. So she didn't have the, the, the body. So right. does that mean that that footage that what's his name showed, um, Darcy and all them was doctored and she didn't actually steal the, the body in the heist? Or did they have, did they actually never show her stealing the body? We just assumed that she did. I just thought, so she I thought ass- that we. I thought she assumed she did, and it was in the car. No, I thought that. Sh- I thought that she had stolen. The I body. thought it showed I- her stealing the that. body. Yeah, I remember watching that and being like, "Bro, so she didn't have." Like, I remember being confused about that too. So, I don't have an answer to you for you, but all I know is that in that moment, I was certain that she had stolen Vision's body, and that's how she created Vision. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I got that. Maybe I got that from like. You, Jordan, like you're misleading me and oh, America yeah, blame on fucking this, like, me. <laughs> this fucking this chase of like misdirection. But somehow I was convinced that that's what happened, and I don't necessarily feel like that was yeah. something that happened in the show. Um, I have something about the crown that I just looked up. It looks like the crown means you're like the 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 boss of bosses when you're in, in of that magic. So the reason that Wanda gotcha. doesn't have a crown yet is because she's not the boss of boss of um chaos yet. But that lady was the boss of. So the boss of boss of witch magic just got wrecked Agatha. by like oh, that style was, of magic. Agatha? Yeah, because she was in magic, whatever it was. She was su- she was using the dark magic. So witch magic. So is I garbage. guess their gar- their blue well, magic. Was Agatha nothing. is witch magic. Yeah. No, no, no. She uses uh, dark. Oh, witch magic is actual oh. term for the blue ones. She, she uses dark <clears throat> dimension magic. Yes. Yeah, witch magic is its own type oh, of magic. Yes, gotcha. which okay. isn't, and the ultimate p- magic is chaos magic, which is from that god, um, Gathun. Gathun. So that's why she's Sounds like, like you're throwing a big rock into the water. Gathun. Cthulhu. That's what it's meant. Gathun. So that's, um, that's why, like, she's asked, teach me how to do chaos magic, because she learned dark magic to supersede the, the bitches from Salem, and uh, now she wants to just wreck... Now she wants the ultimate magic, which is chaos, which makes way more sense. On so, which magic is super yeah. trash? It's like at the bottom. It's like good magic, almost like it's fucking sexist, dude. Okay, so we don't know then up. about Vision's body if she actually did steal it or not. I I just assumed she did, and it was. I don't think it. I don't. At the end of the no, I just, <clears throat> just say I I just I assumed she did, and it was just sitting in her car, like a dead body. I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because chaos magic. Well, I can go. Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. I found an article. So, 
he okay. so um director hayward who's the dickhead who is running the sword <laughs> um he did tell everyone that she stole the body that's how she, that's how everybody turned on wanda as the villain because he showed them the footage of when she broke through the glass oh, see? and lowered herself to the body mm-hmm. but then it cut off Mother and then fuck. he filled in the rest of it so he did lead them astray so it wasn't me zach it was fucking director hayward he led us all is astray. he hydra yep. He's probably Hydra. Yeah, has to be. Oh, is he? Hydra? I bet you he's Hydra. Has to be because Wanda was Ooh, in Hydra in the in her flashback. There was a Hydra symbol on the door. I, f- I feel yeah. like he like like tricked her to be that emotional and to do take him apart like that, and then like hey, yeah, and then like grinding she, it right yeah, then and sure. there. When he when she came into that complex, he's like, yeah, I gotta show you something real quick, and it's like in the middle of them just like decimating mm-hmm. this this thing's body and, I'm, and i was watching that thinking like there's some is that the time that you want to show like absolutely it is is this what you want to show her think, right now think like, about his plan it's actually kind of low-key genius he got her to do exactly what he wanted he got her to break through the glass and summon herself in front of the body on camera so now he has a scapegoat and now he has a reason to create the vision weapon he always wanted and the only thing that is standing oh. in its way is something that he can now legally destroy he has right to destroy Wanda because he has footage and now he can use that vision weapon however he fucking pleases. Like it. Oh, he's Hydra. It yeah, was sure. genius. For sure, for sure. He's Hydra. Hydra. Yeah. yeah. They're always in, lurking in the shadows. Yeah. Bastards. So, I mean, it's starting to come together. Obviously, there's a lot of pieces that are, have, I think Disney has definitely taken us up and down the path of wherever they wanted to and tricked us and, you know, pull from certain stories and uh, then say, hey, we're going to mix in their own and just mess with our minds. So, I, But I think it's finally starting to come together, which is nice. I mean, kind of bastards just. I can't believe I didn't think he was Hydra until just now. I, I, I didn't think about Hydra. That's a great point. I just thought he was either low-key like somebody else this is why this is why they pay you the big bucks i said he was low-key what if he was low-key low-key <laughs> that would be dope <laughs> what um, if he was? this is why they do not pay <laughs> i'd laugh so hard pain. if it was low-key jack just shit this is why i'm in a closet right now. <laughs> um so jr what do you think this means for the finale what does this episode being the handoff to the finish what's going to happen I think we're going to see a multi-dimensional um, connection here because we're obviously she's going to be in the Doctor Strange and Chaos Magic is strong enough to reach across multiple dimensions. And I think this is going to take that leap and everything that she's done. This is why everything she's done has been considered fake. No real vision, no real kids, no real f- nothing. So she can jump into another scenario and leave everything behind and that's going to be easy for her to do and agatha's probably going to get beat for like 10 seconds but in the long run she's she's going to work something out or maybe with someone still controlling her we don't know i mean it still could be all these things that we've talked about and i think that that's going to be the byline up until maybe a certain point i don't know but that's that's how i feel i feel like the multiverse is really coming into play because I just have a feeling that um, one of the big things about Wanda is that chaos magic and how powerful she really is. And 
how well how well like when they talk about the house of m she didn't even use her her ultimate power yet to wipe out she they didn't they didn't you know marvel didn't want to have that as part of the storyline but they're gonna do it i have a feeling they're gonna mess with her her in a way that she just breaks all these barriers and she might be the what springs all the spider-man coming into play all of a sudden she might be another one of these clicks except for it's her magic that touches all these things and connects it everything who knows i don't know that's kind of what i feel like though i think i think the mcu is fundamentally shifting its um flavor in this phase in the sense that i think that when the mcu kind of started all the way up through uh infinity war they really tried to like shy away from like the more fantastical elements of marvel like the multiverse and different types of magic and like all this wild shit that marvel's actually always done in the books they tried to like keep it more of like a sci-fi style where it's like you got tony stark everything can be explained you have like aliens that are high technology maybe um yeah it's like a technology Mm -hmm. style like the reason why captain's shield can is indestructible is because it's made out of vibranium Mm -hmm. and like there was an explanation for things and i think that in this phase we're moving towards the other side of marvel which has always existed which is like time travel multiverses chaos magic like don't do the math just let it ride like i feel like that's that's the direction that it feels like we're going yeah. into. That makes sense. That fits, dream. Yeah, I, that that makes a lot of sense too because it it, it we still got Thor. We still got Chris Chris Hemsworth playing Thor, and that's definitely a magical, you know. Uh, and and you've got it's shifting to you know the new Thor, but all that is magic based, and that is all you know. And if you click in the 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 multiverse, you know, that makes more sense now. It you know compared to the other phases which were technology based and more realistic i guess than now that yeah. is more um fantastical i guess the first movie coming out doctor strange like i i don't think that's an accident like they're 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 just yeah they waited so long too i mean that movie came out the first doctor strange movie came out in 2016 i mean we're like 5 years down the road here so they waited on purpose mm-hmm. i think well, 2020 was the first year there hadn't been a Marvel movie dropped yeah. in, like, 20 years. But it wasn't even whatever, announced that 15. it was going to be dropped until this year. So it's like, you know, they they moved all the Reds, Reds uh, the you know, um, Black Widow and all that. I almost said Red Sonia. But all the Black uh, Widow stuff and all that stuff got moved. But I didn't even see an mm-hmm. announcement for, you know, Doctor Strange. And yeah. it's so- weird. I kind of want to take us back just a second. So the white vision, he's just a emotionless, no personality weapon of mass destruction. Basically like that's what, that's what he's about to be. Controllable controllable vessel. Basically. He's not, it's, it's, it's not all it takes is a touch of Wanda's magic. I'm sure. And he'll fucking come back to life. You know, she'll do whatever she wants. You think vision's coming back that way? I think that they revitalize him, and then she touches him, and, she, and he's back to who he was, and now he's alive. Hmm. That's probably a good... Because he's alive now. Yeah, okay. And he's... she has a soul stone in her um... now, so she can put that energy back into him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. 
That's interesting. So I think we're gonna we're gonna watch the vision die at least two more times. <laughs> He's easy to kill. Zach is right, Zach is stoked kill. about it. I I think that one thing Marvel is so I mean they're very impressive regardless, but their timing is just I don't know. It's like the their execution. Like yeah, their execution. Like the MCU Phase Three was just fucking poetic. You know when you go down the road and there was some bumps and bruises, but very few and for the most part high high level execution at every stop and now you have phase four yeah. it's coming in and it's changing the game because a lot of the con- like a lot of the criticism of marvel was the cookie cutter template of the hero complex and then going through the stages and then executing and now they're going to go and completely break all that up and make it completely a new approach and at the same time it's going to be literally an escape from reality in everyone like it's going to be dimensional rifts you're going to be able to go into different worlds and experience new experiences to get away from dark times and what do people in today's society want more than anything but an escape? Like, it's just fucking top-notch execution at every level. Mm-hmm. And I fucking just tip my hat to everybody at Marvel. Because people can get annoyed with how often Marvel movies come out, but everybody will watch them. Uh, who doesn't go to the theater? Who's not excited about it when yeah. they you know, when they leave the theater? Like, who doesn't get giddy when you're walking out and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to be Captain America. Or I'm going to be... Who doesn't want to jump up just fucking... Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I haven't been to one Marvel movie that was like you, like left excited. I mean, there's obviously we have levels of it, but ever since Disney, oh, well, I have, so yeah, have but you. not since Disney and has taken over Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, I was, but you were, we were emotional it about stoked. it still. We were still like, fuck that damn movie, but we, it, it's. I mean, I had a great. That's time. not excitement I'm, I'm, though. I'm not no, it was still, it was still like you were engaged in the movie. Uh, um, for sure, and yeah, they they had an agenda. The problem with that movie is they had an agenda. That's that's for us as fans. We don't want agendas. We just want true storytelling and you know, uh, yeah. excitement, not an agenda with your storytelling. And that was definitely one that had that. That's why Black Panther was so great because they didn't mean to have an agenda. They just made a great movie that had that became that uh had a purpose at the end. And I think that it was mm. so organic. And I hope there's yeah. a lot of movies that are are like that. And I mean. So it's kind of it's kind of rare, but Marvel's done and Disney's done a really good job with these things, I think. I just had a thought while Jordan and you guys were like uh kind of having this conversation. So you weren't listening at all. (laughs) No, I was listening. I was listening. I'm double I'm I'm, multitasking. uh, multitasking. Mm, mm. What if in WandaVision, like this notion of because I feel like it's a real creative approach how they've done this show where like every episode is from Mm -hmm. a different year, a different era. And that's represented in the style of sitcom that the two characters are able to, like, you know, portray. What if that's like a foreshadowing of this multiverse universe where, like, our main characters will be able to, like, go through portals and then and then live through different timelines? Like, the whole phase is going to be, like, a smorgasbord of, like, various eras in various locations that our heroes are going to have to like figure out to solve. And like this, like the way WandaVision has been constructed is basically like foreshadowing that, that exactly that. Oh, it was going to be a fucking, it's going to be hard to keep up. I guarantee you, it's going to be some inception there's, shit. There's a lot. I, have I do have a feeling. Yeah. And I think that's why they tried to stay away from the multiverse. Like, it'll be interesting to see. We, we just talked about how great MCU is at executing. This is like a tall order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to follow in the comics. Yeah. Like, it's it's very hard to follow. So, you're going to do this in movies? Like, all right. Like, 
I'm down for the ride, but we'll see. We'll see. Cause it's going to be tough. Yeah. There's, there is a lot. I know, um, DC try to do that with the TV shows, you know, I, I didn't get to watch, I didn't really watch those cause those shows are really cheesy, but they basically just did this multiverse crisis infinity, which was a great storyline in the comic books. But from what I understand, you have to be a really great fan of those shows to really like that. You know what I mean? So like they kind of sort of did it, but um, I'm not interested in, in watching cheesy shows just bumping like soap operas just overlapping each other basically. But DC's just full of blunders. Yeah, I just so DC did it, but maybe may, not and well. they did it on TV. So I don't know. Maybe it's something we'll have to watch one day. I mean, they they got uh, Tom Welling from Smallville in there. They had to flash from the movies. You know, Ezra. Um, they had Brandon Roth play two Supermans because obviously he was Superman and the Atom, and then you know. Um, so yes, it was, it was, uh, um, I don't think not executed to the, to the best of their ability, but maybe like, maybe they didn't have the ability that Marvel and Disney have. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic about it because there's a lot of great storylines. One of my favorite storylines was 2018 Secret Wars with, uh, uh, Isad Ribic and where all the multiverses crashes together and Doom takes over and makes his own world. And then Fantastic Four jumps in to fix it. So I'm hoping maybe something like that happens. And all See, of that's something we don't talk about enough is Doom being the main baddie. I think that's very likely to happen with how much like subtle jabs are putting towards Fantastic Four. It's such a great storyline. I think we've kind of – I've read it. I, I've probably told you guys to read it. Um, but it's – You tell us a lot of things. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's 2015. So that's oh, – man, I felt like that wasn't even so long ago. But um, – it was written by Jonathan Hickman, which is one of the best comic book writers out there. If anybody read Jonathan Hickman, X of Swords, House of, you know, all the X, he's a great X-Men writer, great Fantastic Four writer. And in this book, I mean, it literally, he takes the ultimate universe with Miles Morales, with, uh, to the Earth 616, to all these, and combine them into one, at one collision, basically another, um, beginning of Earth kind of thing, you know, the, Big Bang Theory, but opposite to create Doom World, which is, you know, you kind of see the map of the Lord of the Rings, and he is a super, uh, he's he created himself as a god and tricked everybody that this is the how it was from the beginning. So I I feel like they could do something That's like so that. So savage. I know, dude. I would love to see Doctor Doom in a movie. Fuck yeah! I feel like a good Doctor Doom. I just think that he would he would uh, translate so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As as a as a big big baddie on they, a movie, mm-hmm. they've done so it good. twice. And, and Josh Brolin can play him. That's true. He can just play anybody, any bad villain. <laughs> Is Josh Brolin just gonna <laughs> be every? MC yeah, I think villain? that'd be great. That'd be and great. crush every yeah. role, dude. I think they've done it twice, and the first time I wasn't too too upset about it. the guy who played him was um not kind of fitting, you know, kind of had that arrogance to him. The second one, it was the guy from Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck, right? yes, uh, Christian or. Uh, yeah, the fucking it, guy that just pounds every hot nurse. Yeah, even Femme came yeah. Johansson when she was she was playing like a transgender, and he could tell the difference. Yeah, I remember that show. Um, <laughs> but uh, the second one, the second movie where Michael B. Jordan was was the the Human Torch was just awful, and um, all that that movie had a lot of awful elements. But that was not Michael B.'s fault, Zach. Don't worry. No. It, oh, I it, know. They just didn't cast him in the right role for that, and they didn't cast uh, Doc, the uh, Doctor Doom in the right role. He was some arrogant college kid. 
who got Jesus Christ flat. It was ridiculous. So I'm hoping that they they could do it justice and just give them this ultimate armor that may look. I mean, they can actually make them yeah, look dude, like give them yeah. the mask. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Look so, like a badass shredder, like a motherfucker. Yeah, so Doom. I think it's possible. <clears throat> I think it'd be great. I think they have the tools to do it. There's so much storyline. I mean, they're going back to the 60s for this, like I said. So why not pull some of these things? There's so much with Marvel and just continuous and continuous and continuous get stories out um, every year. And I think they could do it. So, yeah, bring bring it in. Bring in Battle World is what it was called. Dr. Doom called it Battle World. So, Here's the Battle World. Please. Yep. Please, yes. Disney. All right. All right. Let's go around to our beneath the ink. Let's get what Zach's got to talk about. Some gods, it sounds like. So uh, I'm going to talk about chaos magic. Um, I think that we should kind of just like establish a baseline of what it is, what it came from, and why it should matter to our viewers and listeners. Um, so chaos magic as an ability is the mastery of spells capable of warping, manipulating, and or reconstructing reality and the very fabric of existence and can cause total chaos and destruction to the cosmos. So chaos magic literally changes reality around you, which is an interesting idea if you consider the show WandaVision, because a lot of the times we've been thinking that what we're seeing is like fake. And I think that the introduction of chaos magic as an idea kind of poses the question that like maybe it's not or another question what's real and what's fake because vision in the bubble is not like a mirage like it's a he's a real thing like he's real in that bubble he just can't exist outside of it so and chaos magic can change reality so that's just something to consider um Chaos magic is so powerful that Doctor Strange didn't believe it existed mm-hmm. in Avengers 502 and 503. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanda was first able to control chaos magic in the comics because her birthplace, Mount Wondagore, uh, was where the god of chaos and controller of chaos magic, an entity called Cthone, was sealed. Uh, Cthone was at one point one of the most powerful beings in the world, but was defeated and sealed in the spot by Earth Mages. Um, however, Cthone touched a newborn Wanda, giving her a fraction of his power and allowing her to control chaos magic and shape reality to her choosing as a result. Um, maybe we'll see Wanda figure that, that this is more powerful than she has, more power she's ever had before, and continue to harness and understand her own abilities as the MCU continues to march <clears throat> forward. So, basically, chaos magic is OP as fuck, and... And although I don't necessarily think that the, and we kind of touched on this earlier, but in this episode, we got to see how the MCU is defining Wanda's um, origin story. And it's obviously not Mount Mongolore, Wondagore, where the god Cthone gave her the, the magic or whatever. I mean, maybe they might retcon that later, but, you know, I think she grew up in uh, um, Eastern Europe with her family and she had some magic and then she touched an infinity stone like what we saw in this episode but what we can take away from it is that chaos magic is literally able to reshape reality to the user's will it's the most powerful magic in the MCU and only one person can do it and it's Wanda and Agatha who's pretty powerful was like blown the fuck away 
by everything she she by who Wanda was once she realized that Wanda was a Scarlet Witch. So ultimately, we're looking at a fucking hyper OP character in the MCU um, that you know right now doesn't fully understand her powers, but if she once she does, will not be able to get fucked with. Like she will fuck Thanos over if they had to fight again in a one on one. Um, cause that's how powerful chaos magic is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So chaos magic is essentially Scarlet Witch versus Phoenix. You know, what's who wins? Yeah. That? I think it's probably, they're probably similar. They're sentient beings. Like when you talk about Gathorn, he was created by, you know, um, basically the big bang theory, which was a Demi, uh, how did he say it? Demi urge or Demi usage or something like that. And it's basically the sentient being of earth, right? Which created all these like little, like, um, basically gods, right? Of earth, like the earth Gaia from, you know, she's mother earth and all that kind of stuff. So she's actually, I mean, she, they, Marvel has so many levels of power. I, I don't know how these guys came up with it. I mean, you're talking about if, if, if Wanda, if Wanda Vision, if Wanda uses too much of her chaos power, like she can actually alert like this tribunal of gods to come down and like say, hey, you're you're using your power in the wrong way, and stop her. Same with the Phoenix. Like the Phoenix has always been like this rogue kind of sentient superpower, and possesses possesses people, and that's the only reason that it's got away is because it hides and runs away from these like overpowered gods right and so do i think wanda can take the phoenix i do do i think wanda is um strong enough to take thanos she did a good job in the avengers so i mean she almost and she didn't and that was like that was just her hex power yeah that was like, just her hex was... powers like that wasn't even her chaos power she wasn't even the scarlet witch yet so mm. do i think yeah she could she could even the Phoenix is such a temperamental baby, to be honest with you. It's such a little crybaby at times yeah. that I think she <clears throat> Especially can. Especially when she's in Cyclops. <laughs> More like when Cyclops is in her. <laughs> Actually, Cy hey. Cy Cyclops gets possessed by the if Cyclops Phoenix. Cyclops went there, then Gambit got there twice I already. It. I hate that I said that. Yeah, too late now. It's all not going to get edited out. Cyclops is the ultimate fuck. Boy. We say things all the time that we regret instantly, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> we record ourselves making mistakes and then publish them to the rest of the world yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's don't worry about normal. it. Normal. If you're offended, it's, for. it's okay. Um, it's give the people what they ask for. Yeah. So yeah, I. That's a. I mean, I'd be. We should do another battle royale like we did in the beginning. Like, it's you know. Well, it's it. It sounds like WandaVision is like they're really setting her up. I, not WandaVision. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. They're setting Scarlet Witch up to just be like the boss the boss the boss baddie yeah like there's like she's gonna be it's gonna be and it just almost seems like it's gonna be a journey like she's not just like next episode she's not gonna wake up and be like oh you're right i'm fucking op and nobody ever is gonna touch me we're gonna watch her go through a long grueling journey to to achieve her peak form but you know it seems like that's gonna be a major plot point of this coming phase is that watching her go from hex power oops i accidentally made a town a sitcom to demigod yeah 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 she just allows so many possibilities to come and make it work in the show i mean the way they've explained her accent coming and going is kind of brilliant you know what i mean the angrier she gets yeah. the more she her accent comes back so 
I think with her, I think uh, Disney has allowed themselves <clears throat> to have more options. I mean, she's even strong enough to bring Captain America back as Captain America, or even maybe she's even strong enough to bring Tony Stark back. I mean, these are all possibilities in the future that Marvel has left open for themselves by having Don't Wanda give us hope, JR. Don't give us and hope Scarlet that. Witch, right? It's that's what I was thinking the other day. I mean, like I'm like they've allowed, they've given themselves so many more options to take this anywhere they want to. Uh, yeah. Which is something I wish they would have done with Star Wars instead of come up with the thing, the items at the last freaking minute, you know, and changing like, like let's just give ourselves, let's like chess, like you're, they're like playing master chess, you know, in with the Marvel universe and giving themselves like twenty steps ahead to, you know, and I don't know why they didn't do this with Star Wars, but they're like Star Wars is playing Uno. Yeah, they're playing Unos or checkers. They're like ah, double king. Wait, meet that, you know, and I think. I don't know why they didn't do that. Uh, with maybe they're starting that now, with the Star Wars. Hopefully. But I think they've done a good job, and I don't know. I'm I'm I am excited. I think we were all scared, but I think now we're excited. For sure. Yeah. One thing we can all say without a hesitation, I believe, is that this show has well and above exceeded all of our expectations going in. Like I I was scared i was gritting my teeth like watching the first episode like oh my god this is the downfall of mcu you know they they peaked at thanos and we're just gonna go downhill from there but wandavision has been a just a, a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways and it's got me hype for um whatever mcu does next so i agree you know that's been that's that's been awesome yeah Absolutely, absolutely. It's been a fucking pleasant surprise, and I hope somehow in the finale they just find a way to make it a Captain Marvel versus Silver Surfer showdown to make Zach oh, just God. regret everything. I think that would be said. awesome. It's, it's like I guess it's been a great show, and then they just cut to <laughs> Captain Marvel and Silver Surfer cosmic battle, and just, I would literally just lightning fucking beams. lose my shit. Yeah, just, just imagine me away on away. that episode. Of pop heroes <laughs> that following Wednesday, it, dude. I'd be. Oh, oh man, I hope. Be hot. It, it wouldn't I even hope be CGI. It would just be action figures, just all of a sudden pop up on the screen, and it's just them like. <laughs> and they'd just be like throwing like light beams at each other. Yeah. The whole it's time. not even stop motion. Yeah. There's hands holding them. Yeah, I know they're just like little <laughs> hands with like little, and then like pieces of paper coming across the screen. Oh, uh, one that can was, dream. Do you remember yeah. that show Kablam on Nickelodeon? Yes. It yeah. was like a comic strip, and mm-hmm. it was like cartoon. It was like. Cut scenes, that's what I just brought me back to, man. Good show. <laughs> All right, well, that's our thoughts on WandaVision episode eight. Uh, shout out to Silver City. Thank you so much for the delicious, strange love. Zach, I'll bring, bring one to your doorstep shortly. Um, JR, anybody you want to give a shout out to before we close? Uh, just Action City. Every week we're doing the um, uh, auction live claim show. Last week we had a very uh, awesome book for uh, uh, auction. Well, we have multiple, but we had the uh, Spider-Man number one hip-hop variant that we sold. Uh, that's a very high-end book. Um, and so no. just keep an eye out. I mean, there'll be a time where I, I won't be doing it. I'm just trying to get Action City level, you know, to the point where they can do that on their own. But right now we're we're hosting it. So keep your ear out. Buy some comics. Let me know. I'll hook you up. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Oh, Zachy, you got something? No, I was just, I'm just, I'm just offering like 
positive. I'm just trying to support you guys. Oh, thanks. Dude, thank you so much. I needed I that today. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. As always, tell your friends, like, and subscribe, leave a review. It really helps us out. And follow us always at Hop Your Us Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we'll catch you all next week with the finale. Peace. Have a good day.